Welcome to Life Science Today, your source for stories, insights, and trends across the life science industry. I'm your host, Dr. Noah Goodson. This week, major Alzheimer's news and ALS approval and expanded therapies for skin conditions. The views expressed on Life Science today are those of the host and guests. They do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any organizations with which they are affiliated. Japanese pharmaceutical Isai and Biogen have released positive top-line results from their Phase 3 study of lakinumab to treat early Alzheimer's. According to the preliminary data readout within the press release, all primary and secondary endpoints were achieved in the global study with 1,795 participants. Preliminary analysis suggests the anti-amyloid beta antibody works on both mild cognitive impairment driven by Alzheimer's and mild Alzheimer's. Together, these early stages are classified as early Alzheimer's. During the 18-month study period, participants on lakinumab saw a 27% reduction in loss of function compared to the placebo control when assessed by the CDR-SB scale of dementia symptoms. Basically, the decline caused by Alzheimer's was slowed. This is massive news for the Alzheimer's community, marking the best late-phase data to emerge in years. Biogen plans to submit to the FDA in Q1 2023. For then, ESI will present more detailed findings at the end of November. Many, like myself, are hoping to see a more thorough data readout, including a deeper dive into adverse events and consistency across the population. For Biogen, who led the charge to new Alzheimer's therapies with Adohelm, this is a massive boon. Adohelm showed activity against A-beta buildup in theory, but never had convincing changes in clinical outcomes for participants. The new therapy, lakinumab, in contrast, has the most promising data for Alzheimer's in about two decades. Stocks for Esai and Biogen shot through the roof on the news. But that's not to say the journey is over. A more complete readout of the data will be required, and regulatory agencies will likely expect continued long-term studies to carry on for therapy that could be taken for years. Standing in contrast to regulatory hesitancy will be advocacy groups who remain eagerly on the lookout for any therapy that could slow the progression of the chronic degenerative condition. It's worth noting that Biogen sales have fallen on some of their key therapeutics and they're pushing hard for new solutions. Earlier this year, they submitted their ALS therapy to Fersen for a priority review with the FDA with a response scheduled for January 2023, despite the fact that the initial trial readout showed a failure to meet primary endpoints. When compared to the out-of-home flop and a questionable outcome for Tofersen, lakinumab looks all the more promising. In a second round of major news for neurodegenerative diseases, Amelex Pharmaceuticals has been granted FDA approval to treat ALS with their combination therapy of sodium phenylbutyrate and taricidyl sold as Relivrio. The therapy showed a reduction in decline across a number of measures and is predicted to increase ALS patient lifespan with clinical trials showing a 10.6 month median increase in survival. The data are positive for a still deadly condition and provides ALS patients the opportunity to extend their life and quality of life. 
The drug is set to be priced at $158,000 per year, a not insignificant number. This raises one of the challenges that's likely to plague producers of novel complex therapeutics in the coming decade. Who's going to pay for this? Part of the challenge with the commercialization of Adahelm was the price tag of $56,000. Even when that was cut in half, payers balked. And sure, in that instance, clinical efficacy and a lot of other concerns also impacted the commercialization, but price is certainly one of the factors. The cost burden, whether through private insurance or public support for neurodegenerative conditions, remains high globally. One publication from 2015 showed that between 2001 and 2010, the cost for a single U.S.-based ALS patient's care was greater than $1.4 million, a number that's likely more than double in today's terms, even without relivrio costs. ALS is a rare disease, and perhaps for that reason, we'll see less balking at annual costs than something like Alzheimer's. Nevertheless, for pharmaceutical companies, effective pricing may become an increasing challenge in the drug development pipelines in the coming decades. For smaller organizations like Amelix or larger pharmaceutical companies like Biogen, effective commercialization may become just as important as the clinical development in driving success. For those suffering from these diseases, they may find themselves stuck in the middle in the meantime with new, potentially life-changing therapies that they just can't afford, and national or corporate payers reticent to open their wallets. Sanofi and Regeneron have been granted FDA approval to treat the chronic skin condition prurigo nodularis with Dupixent. This represents the fifth condition Dupixent is approved to treat, and the first and only medicine approved to treat prurigo nodularis in the United States. The skin condition impacts about 75,000 individuals and causes persistent itch with thick skin lesions known as nodules over most of the body. In two phase three clinical studies, participants experienced reduction in itch and far more achieved clear or almost clear skin when taking Dupixent. The safety profile of Dupixent was commiserate with other conditions the antibody is approved to treat and are generally better than the currently prescribed high-potency topical steroids. The therapy can be administered at home every two weeks utilizing a preloaded syringe. With continued expanded sales across all conditions and new conditions added, Dupixent sales are set to continue to rise across 2023 and beyond. Sophie has high hopes that with numerous additional conditions, Dupixent will remain a breadwinner for years to come. Thanks for joining me for Life Science Today, your source for stories, insights, and trends across the life science industry. Learn more on lifesciencetodaypodcast.com. And if you like what you hear, please tell a friend. Once again, I'm Dr. Noah Goodson. I'll see you next week. Thank you.